Good evening from Van Buren, Arkansas. I'll have to say hello for all the folks back there. It's been so great to be here. Let's look for our text tonight in Deuteronomy. We'll look at chapter 4, verse 29. Deuteronomy 4, 29. With God's help tonight, I would like to speak about a passionate pursuit of God. Let's read the scripture. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. The children of Israel had a promise here. We have a promise here tonight. We have a promise from God. If we want to find him, he's not hard to find. Seek him. He'll be found. We do it with all our heart. We do it with all our soul. God's here. The promise was thou shalt find him. But we have this word. This one little word. Remember when you were growing up and your mom or whoever would say, if you clean your room, you can do whatever. If you finish your homework. You remember that? Well, there was a condition. And there was a, there's a condition here that we have to, uh, that, that we have to give to the Lord. Well, what does he ask of us? He asks us, to do with all. Do with all our heart. Seek him with all our soul. And he'll be found. He's asking us to do it not half-heartedly. There um, at home, I uh, live uh, by the golf course. And there's, there's a, always fascinating, there's a mid-80s. I think he told me last time I talked to him, he was about 87 years old. And uh, a man that uh, plays golf there, and he um, he loves golf. And he's loved golf his whole life, and he plays fast. And uh, he plays. Uh, those of you who know the Midwest weather, he would play two rounds of golf every day, two rounds of eighteen-hole golf every single day. And he goes out early in the morning. And he goes out in the, uh, later in the uh, later in the evening when it cools down. But he has a passion for playing golf. And I was talking to the guys at the clubhouse, and, and they said, uh, you, when you play with him, you, you don't dilly dally around. He goes, he gets to the ball, he gets out of his cart, he, he he knows what club he's got, and he hits that ball and he goes on. Well, he has done this all of his life. 87 years or however many years he's been playing golf. He was a coach at the high school there for years, but he was driven. He is driven. I get out there and sometimes I play six holes and go to the house. It's so hot. He is in love with the game of golf. He has a passion for it. He loves it. And he does it every day. I'm sure he's thinking about it. I'm there when, sure when he gets home, he's polishing his clubs. He's, he's doing whatever it takes to get better. Here in the scripture it says, uh, you will find him. 
We do it with all our heart. We have examples like that all around, don't we? All around it in this world today, we have examples of people who are passionate about what they do. What a lesson for you and I if we watch that. And we could say, you know, uh, I love the Lord. Do I serve the Lord with that much passion? Do I reach out to God? Do I, do I put that much effort? Do I put that much time into serving the Lord? Do I think about serving the Lord as, as some people think about doing things in their life? Their hobbies? We usually get our first example of seeking when we're teenagers, when we really, you know, uh, young, young folks, how, if you can remember back, some of you, uh, it's hard for me to sometimes, but when, when, when you're falling in love, you have your first, you have your first uh, 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 boyfriend, girlfriend, and, and, and what's on your mind all the time? You're wanting to talk nowadays. They they text back. I'll, I'll I'll tell you back in my days, my girlfriend lived on a, 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 a in the country. She had a party line, so there was three other people on the line. So you had to kind of watch uh, when you call because their phone was ringing. If you called her at midnight, their phone was ringing too. They, they might get up and listen. But. This particular young lady, I, I was going out on a first date with her. And I can remember all I had was a motorcycle. So my, my brother, he was gracious enough to loan me his car. He had a uh, uh, 73 Monte Carlo. So I borrowed it. It had been raining for several days. And the, uh, so the roads, he lived out in the country, like I said, and, and the roads were muddy. But... I even had to go, you had to cross this creek and, and it was up and the bridge was up. I couldn't even cross the creek. So I had to go around the back way, longer way. And so here I was running late and I was trying to get there. And all, all I remember is, is going down this road and, and somebody maybe earlier that day had, had, had locked up their brakes and they had these, these deep ruts and they went right into the ditch. Well, obviously I was just in a, in a, a two-wheel drive car, and, and there I go, I hit the, hit the ruts, and I go right into the ditch. It had stopped raining, actually, that afternoon, but it was still so muddy. <clears throat> so, I got out, and I tried to put some rocks under the tires. I, like a stupid 16-year-old would do, I threw open the door and put it in reverse and slung mud all in the inside of the car and on my brother's door. He was a very good brother. Yeah. But I finally realized that I'm not going to get out of here, so I'm just going to have to walk. So here I was out in the middle of nowhere. Bojacks. We were just, I was out in the middle of nowhere. No one around, no houses around. And I just started walking. It was pitch dark. About the time I got, you know, 100 yards down the road, it just started pouring again. I was all muddy walking down this road and I walked and I walked and I walked and it was so dark I would walk off to the side of the road I would walk over in the ditch and and get into the uh, get into the woods and I would have to go find my way back to the road because it was so dark and finally I found a trailer house I saw lights I topped this little hill here while back I was actually down there <clears throat> topped this little hill and there were the lights of this trailer house 
I was thankful for that. No cars passed. So I walk up to this trailer. This is a true story, by the way. This guy says, knock on his door. He says, I said, I got stuck down here. He says, my dad has a tow truck. Get in my truck. I'll take you down there. He'll pull you out. We get in his truck. We get in his truck. We start to pull out of his driveway. The truth. He leans over to his glove compartment and he pulls out a pistol. I'm 16 years old. I'm ready to run. I've been walking miles. I'm too tired. I just guess I'd rather him just shoot me. I'm so tired. But he just, he, he says, that owl's been catching my, ch- been killing my chickens. I was scared to death. But he takes me on over to his father. He pulls me out. He charged me $5 to come out in the pouring rain and the mud. And by the way, I didn't even have $5 on me. I had to go back days later and pay him. But the thing was, I was in pursuit of something that I, I, I valued. I, I was not going to be stopped. The rain, the mud, the ditch was not going to stop me. And it didn't. It was in my heart to do that. And that's exactly what I did. You might ask, was, did the effort pay off? Was it worth it? Well... In May, we'll celebrate our 37th birth, uh, birthday. Not birthday. Yes, I'm 37. No, uh, our anniversary. 37 years. So yes, it paid off. It paid off just like it pays off to pursue God that same way. Because you're going to have trials. You're going to have things that go on in your life that, that, that just aren't convenient. But what do we do with those things? Do we give up? Or do we, we, we know the prize that is ahead of us. So, so do we go out and we grab that prize? Do I look towards that prize? And do I not back down? She was worth it. I'm going to tell you what. A relationship with God. That bubbles up in your soul. That you think about when you get up in the morning. That you think about when you go to sleep at night. That you think about it day, uh, throughout your day. It's worth it. It's worth it to find yourself on your knees. It's worth it to read His Word. It's worth it to worship Him. To do it with all your heart. Pursue Him with everything you have. Young people, I will tell you, you want a good life? Pursue God young. Get a relationship with God when you're young. Just like that, where you fall in love with him. And when you fall in love with him, don't back up. There'll be times in your life where the world will tell you it's not worth it. I will tell you, it's the greatest thing. It's the best thing you could ever have in life. The gospel is the greatest thing that you could ever have. I found that out January 27th, 1987. I just celebrated 30 years of being saved. And I'm still in love with God. Found myself at an altar of prayer there on Johnson Street in in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And Brother Byron Parker praying right across the the altar from me. It's worth it. It's a value. It's the greatest thing you could ever have. Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Folks, do you treasure 
that salvation, this gospel, the way you treasured it the moment you got saved. This is the last night of special meetings. And I'm going to ask you, do you love the Lord tonight just like you did when you were saved for the first moment? When you realized that your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life and you were praising God, do you, do you love the Lord like that? Do you pursue God the same way? God's a good God. He'll give you a good life. Is your heart in the gospel? Is your heart in the gospel like it once was? Does your life prove that out? Do your actions prove that out? Do you seek out God like you always have or like you did when you were first born? God always help us to be passionate in pursuing Him. The world will try to capture your attention. No ifs, ands, or buts. The world will say, be passionate about this or be passionate about that or, or, or give your all to this. And there's nothing wrong with passion about things we do. I'm not saying that. But I always say this, if I'm going to be on time for anywhere, it's going to be church. If I'm going to read anything, and I do, it, 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 I, I read the Word of God every morning before I read anything else. And that doesn't get us to heaven. That just says, God, you're first. I'm going to put you first in my life. I, I'm going to do what's right before you. I'm going to let you take care of me, but God, I'm going to passionately pursue you. We have a a story there in in Luke uh, about the prodigal son who 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 seemed to acquire a passion for the world and for sin, and he devised this plan and he said to his father, "I, I want my portion. I want my part." And he goes out in a few days and he, and he goes and he leaves. And, and think about this. He, 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 the, the sin in his country wasn't even good enough for him. He wanted to go to another country to see maybe how they could sin a little better than, than he was, uh, when he was sinning there in his own country. He had to go to somewhere else to find out, uh, do, do you sin any different? Can, can I find anything greater in sin? He had a passion for it. We know people like that in the world today. They're looking for the next high. They're looking for whatever because they're so empty in their heart. There may be some of you here today, tonight, just like that. God's the answer. God's the answer. But he found out that he was, he was, uh, uh, he was into an empty pursuit. He would, he would go and try to get his hands on it. But it's like that bar of soap, it, it, it gets away. But finally he recognized, young folks, I'm going to tell you, I, 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 did, I, I did a sermon here all back about, about the old timers, and I named some of the old timers in a sermon that influenced me in a positive way, people that I watched, some of which I was there just moments before they passed away. You want to talk about something that they had. Something that they had that was the greatest thing in all the world and they held on to it tight right up to the end. 
Get a hold of the gospel like that. Get a hold of God like that. And when you get a hold of God like that, hold on to him tight. Get a hold of him. Finally, this young man recognized that in his father's house was everything he ever wanted. Everything he ever dreamed for was right back there where his father was. And aren't we thankful? Aren't we glad that God is passionate about pursuing the lost? Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish. God suffers long for the lost. He suffers long in calling them out. I will tell you a, a story here that years ago, uh, I, I've been in outside sales for years and, and, and so my schedule is flexible and I'm all over the place. And, and, and there was a young uh, family that came into our church there on Johnson Street. Uh, well, at first it was just this, this, this young man and he, and he brought his daughter with him one night. And, and he came and they sat on that little bitty pew, the last pew there. And, 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 uh, and they, um, this came and, and they weren't there very long and they left and every once in a while they would come back. And so we found out where they lived and finally their children started coming to Sunday school. They had four children. And I got to talking to him and they had been hurt. They'd moved there recently from another state and they'd got hurt in the church that they were attending. And, and, and his wife was just, I want nothing to do with it. I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want to do with nothing. I don't want anything to do with church. Nothing. But you know, God laid that little family on my heart for years. And so while I was out in my daily um, running around, God would just prick my heart and say, go by the butler's house. And so I'd go by the butler's house and I'd knock on their door and I would say, hey, and you know, and they would come, I would talk to them. Go on down the road. This went on and on and on. Finally, one day it was in the wintertime, it was getting dark early. It was about five o'clock in the afternoon and I, and there again, my day was ending and the Lord says, go by the butler's house. And I had a conversation with God. I said, God, I'm going to look like a fool. I've been by there so many times. But I'll do it. You see, little did I know that God was in pursuit of this family. He was just blessing me with just to be able to be a little part of that. And here I was fussing about it. So I go to this house, knock on the door. The door opens up. The kid said, hey, Brother Donald's here. The dad, which drove nights, uh, drove a truck at night. He comes out of the bedroom with tears coming down his face. He comes up to me and hugs me and he says, how come every time God's speaking to my heart, you show up at my door? You see, folks, God is passionate about the lost. God is passionate about seeking out those who are backslidden because his word says he doesn't want any to perish. A little extra bit of that story. This young family, this, this young family came back and gave their life to the Lord. Not in our church. But when we moved to Van Buren, which is right across the river, and we were renting the church there in Fort Smith for quite some time. 
Brother Bob, I was helping him with that, and they were going to sell the church. And Brother Bob calls me one day, and he says, this butler guy, don't we know him? I said, yes, that's the guy we know. He bought our church. He bought the Johnson Street Church. He now has a church in our old church. God is a wonderful God. Well, he does more. He does more than I could even dream. Can you imagine that God would put that all together? Can you just imagine that God could do such a thing? God is good. You are in the right place tonight. You are in the right church tonight. Tonight. God will speak to your heart. If He spoke to your heart, please come. Please don't pass it up. Please come. If you're here tonight and, and you felt like maybe I'm a, a, a little bit that way, I, I, I just really don't serve God like I, like I used to, like I once did, come. Oh, God's merciful. God is merciful. If you're lost here tonight, you are in the right place. You have come to church at the right time. Tonight is your night. Come, let us stand. Let us sing a song, but let us pray together around these altars of prayer. Let us pour out our hearts to God. He's a merciful God. He will help tonight.